It's us, the 12-Sided Guys, and we are glad to be back and filling your ear holes with our exciting adventure. We have Matt as Pine. Hi. Scott as Roos. That's me. Jordan as Abby. Salutations. Sabrina as Nari. Hey there. And me, Paul, as the guy finally doing the walloping for once. Anyway, thanks for hanging out with us while our players try to figure out what's been going on in Tabry. If you like us, let us know by rating, reviewing, and telling your friends about us. If you want more content, check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash 12sidedguys. I've been really trying to flesh out the world of Shattered Pavantis with maps and battle maps, and some of those are already accessible on the wiki. The Kagery is updated with Dungeon Alchemist, the Stone Horseman in Tabry is accessible, and there are even a few other places that I've slipped into the wiki. Wink, wink. So go explore Pavantis. Anyway, if every little thing she does and glittering prizes helped you defeat the Horde, then this podcast is for you. It's the Crystal Codex, episode 59. Magic. <laughs> That's right. And that is the joke of why it works. Anybody have any clue what those are from? Glittering prize and uh, magic help you defeat the horde. Glittering prizes and every little thing she does. I don't know. Maybe you guys weren't like me. I'm I am a casual gamer. I am a storytell storyline gamer. I don't want the challenge and the stress. I want to hear the cool story. Uh, those are the cheat codes for uh, Warcraft 2. Oh, yes. (laughs) That's right. Yes. Every little thing she does gives you like all the magic stuff. And then um, glittering prizes gives you a ton of money. Yes, that is uh, that is how I that's how I beat Warcraft 2. Well, welcome back to Tabry and the Kagery, the liberation of the Kagery, as we are calling it. Last time, let's see, there was some confrontation with the bailiffs that had taken over. Um, Pine got in to go and try to talk his way into figuring out what was going on. Um, he managed to talk with the leader of the bailiffs, a bailiff named uh, Fern, who uh, appears to be some kind of half-orc. Um, and he came down and informed Pine after some persuasion and some back and forth that uh the reason why they were here is to recover the sword of adjudicator rolf and to put the person um to judge the person who had it um which it turns out must have been angus um so pine is currently in the common room uh nari and roos Uh, snuck around to the back of the building and managed to hoist themselves up into a window on the second floor where they um, started to sneak through the hallway, kind of listening carefully, um, hearing some of the commotion going on. And Ebby was out in the front um, helping get the crowd riled up, um, basically um, trying to start a riot again. Why not? A riot in Tabry. That just kind of seems like it's a very on brand for this podcast. Out in the front, Ebby managed to rile up all of the uh, townsfolk who started throwing dirt clods and then even cobblestones. And thanks to some uh, creative use of shape earth, Ebby managed to get people really, really mad at the bailiffs. And Crumbles rushed forward, kicked the doors open, and uh, three mercenaries, possibly, uh, sent by Kira, showed up just as everything was about to go down. The three are uh, from the past of our podcast, including 
Brinby, who used to be Pine's valet, the large kind of minotaur. Um, Hebo, the halfling who um, was helping out with Fallen Heaven alongside Brinby, as well as a former opponent, a mercenary hired by Aaliyah Brava, um, the, the lightning knight who was shooting lightning bolts in the old customs house way back in episode like 34, something like 30, 35, um, back when they battled the second adjudicator. And that is where we are right now. We've got Pine in the common room, Ebby outside the common room, and we have uh, Nari and Roos upstairs having just sneaked their way to the door of Ember's old room. And they managed to surprise two bailiffs who will now have the surprised condition as we are now rolling initiative. What is everybody's initiative? Roos got a 19. Pine also got a 19. And Crumble's got a 10. Dari also got a 10. And Ebby got a 4. And Amarok got an 18. I'm like a little bit jealous that all of you guys have cool pets slash like spirit animals. Like... You totally should get one. It's all the rage these days. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Side note just personal life event um i got stopped by a police officer today while i was walking my three dogs and two cats in my backpack (laughs) and he asked me if i uh was a pet sitter or if i just had all these animals and i was like yeah no i have one more at home (laughs) (laughs) and then he was like is that a cat in your backpack and i'm like well i mean it's two cats (laughs) (laughs) it's a a double decker backpack (laughs) oh my god not just one cat but two cats (laughs) i love that that's great so my roles for the bad guys were um kind of amazing my roles for your allies are kind of terrible we have a mass of citizenry coming in that will also help to distract um, and cause some mayhem as well okay so first things first Pine, you are in this common room. Um, You see the doors swing open, crumbles, kicked it open, and um, it is now your turn to go. Um, All of the bailiffs are facing the doors except for the one on the kind of the north side of the the common room who you beamed in the back of the head with a bottle. Okay. All right. So with that, Pine, on his turn, will say, Field Marshal, sir, I ask your aid. And I'm just going to chuck the Kennex S-Talk over there right next to that guy. Let's just fill up this battle map even more. (laughs) (laughs) There is now a floating S-Talk behind this tattooed bailiff. And only roll the 10. That's not going to hit. Okay. And then for Pine's move, he's going to draw his sword. He's going to come around some of these tables. Can he vault the banister that's kind of separate in the room? I'll say yeah. So he's going to come up and he'll he's going to um, vault the banister. So now he's in the northern part of the room. He's about five feet away from the from the bailiff that he beamed with the bottle, and he's going to uh, ready an attack for when um, he gets approached. Anything else you're going to do then, Pine? Nope, that's Pine's turn. Okay. All right. Uh, that brings us now back up to the second floor to um, Roos. Roos, you have two bailiffs in front of you. One is standing in front of um, Ember's door. The other is on the other side of this staircase. They're both like really, really close. You can actually hit either one of them. Uh, One of them, their back is turned. The other one is turned to the side, but they both have the surprise condition, which means they will not move or act this turn. 
and you have advantage on all strikes against them. Awesome. So which one looks less armored of the two, the gal or the guy? The one on the left uh, is the one of the tattooed guys, um, and he uh, is wearing, um, I think he's wearing, ha- he's wearing a splint. No, he's wearing half plate. The the woman standing in front of the door, she's wearing full plate, uh, so she's probably going to be harder to hit. Okay, so I'm going to strike out at the guy in half plate. My first attack is a 21 to hit. That will hit. For, oh my gosh, six piercing, four necrotic, 14 sneak attack for 24 damage. Holy cow. And then my second one, I'm just going to keep going at it. I'll hit him with my offhand. And that one is a 26 to hit. Yeah. That one did three pierce. I'm rolling so bad on the piercing. Three piercing, four necrotic. So another seven damage to him. Okay. I believe that's 31 damage total. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Okay. Anything else that Roos wants to do? Are we going to go back down to the first floor? Roos is going to... I'll stay where I'm at, or I'll step up onto the stairs and uh, allow Nari to pass me if she wants to run past or wherever she wants to go. All right. Let's head back down to the first floor to Amarok. It's Amarok's turn. Ooh, okay. Um, th- very simple here, but I'm just going to move Amarok to kind of shadow pine. The idea is I want Amarok to kind of also ready an action to give Pine the help action so that way he'll get advantage on on his attack. If that's possible. That that should be just fine. When you said Shadow Pine, I got these uh, flashbacks of being in the Water Temple. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Ah, uh, the good old days. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah, so anyway, I, I just want him to be able to help Pine hit more effectively, basically. Perfect. Amarok's turn is done. That leads us to um, Bailiff Fern, who is surprised. That will lead us to these uh, heavily armored bailiffs, the ones who are wearing the plate armor. Um, The one upstairs uh, that is being confronted by uh, Nari and Roos is currently surprised and does not get to act. But down below, we actually have one uh, come busting down the stairs from the second floor, and she makes her presence known. And then we have two more here in the common room. The one in the middle, kind of standing in front of the door, she holds out her hand to those around her and she says, don't worry, we've got this. Everybody seems to be kind of invigorated by um, her her message. Uh, The other one is going to ready an attack for whoever comes uh, near her. And we will see how that all goes, because now we are moving on to the tattooed bailiffs. The tattooed bailiff who had been beamed by a bottle from Pine is going to approach Pine, triggering your reaction. Um, That is also going to be um, another one of those tattooed bailiffs will move down the stairs. Go ahead, uh, make your attack, Pine. So I had an advantage because Amrock helped me and I still only rolled a 12. Oh... That's what that'll miss. So I'll do my second attack. Then 18 to hit. 18, that will hit, yes. Okay, so that first one will, that will, the second attack then will do 12 damage. And I'll say, unleash with precision, Swordmaster's Fury. Two additional swipes coming out for a total of five damage. I rolled really poorly on that uh, Swordmaster's Fury damage recently. But that's 17 total. He is going to attack back at you. 
He's going to take us some swings with his great sword. Uh, these are plus seven to hit with these two swings. So a 19 or an 11. So the 19 is going to hit you. Yep. And you are going to take, um, looks like 16 damage. And five of that is fire damage. So 11 damage and then five fire damage. Okay. As he whips out with his great sword. And I believe that is it for their turn. We have two uh, that kind of showed up at the stairs coming down into the common room. And um, the one upstairs by Nari and Roos is uh, currently surprised. That will bring us now to the last group of bailiffs. These ones are wearing like splint armor and they have, instead of having great swords like the other two groups do, these ones have a long sword and a short sword. It looks like we have two more come running down the stairs and then the two that are already in the common room. One is going to vault over the banister and come and try to attack at Pine while the other one is going to um, ready and uh, an action for when people start to rush in. So Pine, he's gonna make two attacks at you. These are only with plus five, um, but he rolled two natural 17s. That's gonna be two hits. Uh, two hits with the long swords, <laughs> yikes. But very bad, very poor rolls for damage. Rolled a two and a one. So for those two hits, that's gonna be a total of nine damage for two hits with long sword. And then he's gonna take one swing with a short sword. And that's only going to be a 10. That's going to miss. Okay. I think that is it, which brings us now to the townsfolk. So the townsfolk come surging in to the uh, common room and they start to make their presence known. But the problem is, is that people have rated attacks. So one, two, three, four. We'll see how this goes. Instantly, as the townsfolk come running in, some of these bailiffs had actually readied attacks. And uh, Pine, you can see uh, from your vantage point, and Ebby, you can see uh, kind of from behind. Um, you see instantly three of these townsfolk are cut down. But then they begin to make uh, to make attacks back against the bailiffs. Um, out of all the attacks, we'll say one manages to get through with a club dealing. Oh my gosh, three damage. Um, so one of the, one of the... Good thing we got the crowd on our side, huh? Oh, man. It's a numbers game, guys. <laughs> one of the bailiffs manages to deal some, uh, get some, get hit by, for three damage. Okay. Now, at initiative 11, we have Hebo. Hebo looks around and says, I guess this party's started. And he comes running in and rushes up to the first bailiff that he sees, which is one of these heavily armored ones. He is going to take uh, two attacks. He gets to add a plus six to those rolls, which means uh, he rolled a, an 18 and a 12. So one of them will actually hit. He is using the mace of the priest of Iramil. I think I described it last time months and months ago as it's like a black um, handle and half with these like it's like a flanged mace um, but the flanges are actually in the shape of like white wings and uh, he is wielding that um, with a pretty good effect and he is going to deal actually uh, that is going to be 15 damage to this uh, bailiff nice this is the one that um, also got clobbered by a uh, by the townsfolk and that is going to be Hebo's turn. Um, Nari, we are moving back up to the second floor. It's your turn. 
All right, so the first thing Nari is going to do is um, whisper under her breath a prayer to Lady Barbriel and give herself an extra two AC. And then she's going to take her axe and she is going to go towards the heavier plated um, bailiff in front of Ember's door. Okay. That was a 25 to hit. <laughs> that will hit. That's more like it. Oh my god. Okay, so that does seven damage. Come in again for a nat 20, a, a real nat 20. <laughs> nice. Oh, nice. Yeah, I th- it calculated for me. I think it's a 19. 19 damage. Woo. Then, yeah, I will definitely use a, um, a superiority die to do a little bit of extra damage. Um, and that is a seven, so 14. And what, which, uh, which maneuver did you do? Are you disarming? Are you... Um, I am specifically for that doing a, um, a precision attack. Um, and then I will also use my Axe of the Adjudicator to make this person uh, make a, a wisdom save of 13. <laughs> wisdom save of 13. Wisdom save is, uh, is a plus two and she rolled a nine. That's an 11. So on her turn, so she starts out surprised. And then she is going to kneel down and bow her head. Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh my gosh. This, this woman is not going to uh, survive very long. Nice round. Are you still going to use your action surge? I think we need to get this over with. So I, I think I might do my action surge just in case. Okay, so then I will turn my attention to the other gentleman in the room uh, and get a 21 to hit. That will hit for uh, eight damage. And then I will go in again with a 21 to hit for 17 damage. And I think actually I'm honestly at this point just going to also use my axe of the adjudicator on him. Okay. Just in case. All right. Difficulty 13. He rolled a natural 20. Ah. Oh, boo. So so he, he's good. He's good. But well, he's not good. <laughs> he is definitely he has gotten rocked with a sneak attack and then gotten rocked by you, Nari. Yeah. These two bailiffs up here are looking hurt. Um, but um, Nari, when you were um, wa- uh, wailing on um, on this woman in front of the Ember's door, you could actually see that there is a third bailiff here. Um, a little bit different looking than the others. He is uh, looks got a greenish tint to his skin. Um, he has uh, some tusks. He is quite broad. Um, he is also surprised this round. Um, he is in Ember's room because that door swung open. Can I see if there's Ang- if Angus is behind him or am I? Can you see if Angus is behind him? Aha! Huzzah! <laughs> yes, you also see. Um, so this uh, this big uh, bailiff that's back in Ember's room turns around. Uh, surprised this round, but you can see that Angus is actually any patrons if they want to go to the maps and actually look at the maps of the Kegri, you can probably figure out which room was Ember's by some of the paraphernalia that is in that room. <laughs> that currently Angus is using. <laughs> oh, man. Although he's not having a great time. <laughs> no, 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 definitely not what, uh, not what he was hoping for. All right. Well, great round, Nari. That was awesome. We are going to head back down to the first floor, and it is now Crumbles' turn. Crumbles is right outside the front door. 
Okay, so there's a big crowd now milling in there, so it's probably gonna be pretty hard to get Crumbles in, in the room. Is that correct? Uh, the crowd will move around Crumbles. Crumbles is this uh, kind of uh, iridescent, kind of beautiful Alaton. Uh, they're gonna move around him. So, um, and they also saw him kick the doors open. So if you want Crumbles to come inside, you can, uh, or you can leave him out. Uh, it's up to you. Well, Crumbles is actually going to come help me with the tattooed guy. So Crumbles will come in the door and seek me out and see that I'm currently in combat and kind of just get on the exact opposite side of this tattooed guy and take some attacks with uh, take an attack with his horn. Perfect. A 22 to hit. That will hit. Yeah. Uh, For 10 piercing damage with his uh, beautiful crystalline horn. Nice. And that's Crumbles turn. Yay, Crumbles. That brings us now to uh, Briok, the um, the short bearded uh, lightning warrior. He is going to come rushing in, um, and let's see. He's going to come and stand in the center of the room. He does not necessarily want to light the building on fire. Oh, okay. Well, that's no fun. What kind of riot is it if there's no buildings on fire? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> Seriously, though, what is this? <laughs> so actually, actually, what he's going to do instead, he's not going to rush right up to the uh, adjudicator. He's going to step just inside the door, making room for other people. But he actually, um, he holds his sword up to the, to the sky and he calls out. He says, like rain, your tears fall, obscuring your eyes, distorted appearance. And then um, suddenly he gets kind of fuzzy around the edges. And that is going to be his turn, followed closely by Brinby. Brinby comes charging in and rushes straight past him, right past Crumbles to one of these heavily armored uh, bailiffs standing in the middle of the room. And he's going to take two swings with his maul. Adding six to these, both these, oh gosh, a 15 and a 17. Neither one of those are going to connect, but Brinby is now in the fight as well. And that leaves us now to the last person in the initiative, Ebby. Yay, Ebby, we didn't forget about you. (laughs) I did it. I did it, guys. (laughs) Cool. Um, Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to, I'm going to just take a step a little bit this way. So I've got a clear shot, no pun intended on the heavily armored bailiff that uh, Hebo, is it Hebo? Yeah, Hebo's the little short dude with the sideburns. Yeah, um, so I'm going to target that one and I'm gonna use one of my new Moshe Warlock spells to use a bonus action of casting what I call Artarian's Fungal Spores, also known as Hex. Nice. On her. And then since that's my bonus action, I will go ahead and do two attacks with my mana cannon. And because these are attacks, they will rock the 1d6 necrotic damage from the hex. Cool. So first attack, uh, 24 to hit. That hits. And that'll be seven force damage plus two necrotic. Okay. And then the next attack, uh, crit. Oh, nice. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Oh, it's like last. It's like the last fight. Ebby was like, "I gotta figure out how to use this thing," and I was like, "Oh, that's why. I just had to do." I said, "Like the batteries ran backwards." Here we go. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Now, now it's working. And it was. I rolled a, a five for the force damage and a three for the necrotic damage. And I think we double those, right? Yeah, that's sixteen damage right there. That's awesome. Cool. Um, and that will be my turn. Wow. And just like that, uh, she is hurting. Very good. Okay, 
Back up to the top of the initiative, we have a very crowded common room with many more combatants that have just come down the stairs. But Pine, it is back to you. You have um, one of these tattooed bailiffs in front of you, and you have this other bailiff with two swords on the other side of you. Both are um, harassing you a bit. Okay. Well, Pine will uh, start off with Kenig Zestok uh, against the tattooed uh, bailiff that he's been fighting. Uh, so that's 21 to hit. That'll hit. For 10 force damage. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. This guy's looking pretty rough. The tattooed bailiff. Then I will, I'll just go ahead and take some attacks. So my first attack will be uh, a nine, a nine, I rolled a nine, but I'm going to add 10 to it uh, for 19 to hit. That will hit. For eight slashing damage. Okay. Uh, and then I'll I'll say, unleash with precision Swordmaster's Fury. And two more swipes for, uh, I rolled a one and a two, so three more damage. This guy is so close. So close. Then I shall take my second attack against this Bailiff. It's only a 15 to hit. That will barely miss. He looks like he's rough. I mean, he is like bleeding. He's got, you know, bl uh, blood coming from his head from a, like a, a cobblestone earlier and a beer bottle. And then some slashes and some some getting uh, poked from uh, from crumbles. And he is just barely hanging on. Okay. And I'll say, I'll say, Amarok, I softened him up for you. Nice. All right. Is that Pine's turn? That's all I got. Okay, back up to the second floor. Roos, it is your turn. You now have um, one uh, one of these bailiffs uh, will... These bailiffs are no longer surprised. So you don't have advantage on either one of them at this point. So I'll I'll keep attacking the one that I was attacking before. The, uh, the tattooed one? Yeah, the tattooed one. My first attack is an 18 to hit. That will hit. 10 piercing, 4 necrotic, and 16 sneak attack for 30 damage. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you only had to do like six damage and you, yeah. Um, he like finally like gets his sword up and he's like ready to fight. And as he's like opens his mouth to yell something, you uh, you just find that open mouth and slide your blade right in there. And he is done. Perfect. Delicious. All right. I feel like ready to keep going. So I'm going to attack the other gal. Okay. With my bonus action. And that one is a nine to hit. I missed on that one. Okay. Yeah. She's got the plate. So anything else you want to do? I was looking at it and it's an action. So I'll have to wait till next turn. Okay. And that will be my turn. Okay. Back down to the first floor. Amarok. It is uh, Amarok's turn. All right. Um, yeah. I mean, we'll go to the one bailiff that uh, Pine was attacking and we'll go ahead and have a bite attack, which is only a nine to hit. Ah, that's going to miss. Moving right along. <laughs> All right, and back up to the second floor. Let's go back to the second floor. It is now Bailiff Fern's turn. He busts out of the room, um, pushes past this bailiff that is about to start to kneel down, and Nari, he sees you, and he is not happy. He is going to make two attacks at you with a greatsword. And luckily, I'm not in the business of making men happy. <laughs> He rolled a natural one, but then a 22. Uh, so 22 is going to hit you, and that is going to deal uh, 13 damage. And that's actually all he's got currently. Okay, and now we are going to um, have the heavily armored bailiffs. Uh, they are going to go. Um, so this, uh, the woman here who is in front of Ember's door, she uh, gets down on her knees and bows her head, waiting for you to kill her. 
uh, Nari. That's kind of dark, but that's basically basically what happens. Back down to the first floor, we have a lot more uh, flurry of motion. Hebo and Brimby are both going to get attacked by these uh, by these uh, bailiffs. So two attacks against Hebo, and one of those is going to hit. Uh, dealing, yikes, uh, dealing, oh, not too bad, only seven damage to Hebo. And then uh, Brimby has two attacks coming his way, and um, looks like uh, Brimby manages to uh, avoid getting hit. Um, but we also have a third one down here that comes uh, moving into the common area and starts to approach uh, the battle. That is it for the heavily armored bailiffs. Now we are moving on to the tattooed bailiffs. The one upstairs is no longer breathing, but the one facing Pine is. And Pine, have you taken damage? You know it. Okay. Um, he is going to attack you with advantage. First attack. That's bull. 25. That hits. And that is going to be only 13 damage. Three of that is fire. Okay. And the second attack is going to be... That's going to hit. That's going to be 24. Yep. And that is going to be only 12 damage. Um, six of that is fire. You say only 12 as if that's a that's a small hit. Okay, so he's rolling 3d6. 2d6 for the greatsword, plus an extra d6 of fire damage. Plus, plus three. And because you are bloodied, um, he or not bloodied, because you have taken damage, he gets advantage on his attack rolls. So that is his turn. You still standing? I'm still standing, but I've had about enough of people getting advantage on their attacks against me. <laughs> you know what? There's two more of them moving in from the stairway, uh, but you have some allies. All right, so now you've got, it looks like some reinforcements have shown up from the stairs, and now it's going to be these last group of bailiffs' turn to go. We've got two more of those, so total five other bailiffs have moved down from the stairs to enter into this fight in the common area, um, but we have two more that are in uh, combat. One of them is going after you, Pine. Uh, we have two attacks. Uh, it looks like uh, a 15 is a 15 and a 14. Neither one of those are going to hit. No. And then a short sword attack coming your way as well. Um, was it going to be a 21? That will hit you. And that's going to be six damage. Okay, I'm still standing, but I am not happy. Okay, and Brinby's turn. Or no, one of them is going to attack at Brinby with two long sword attacks. Uh, Brinby gets hit twice. That is going to be a total, oh my gosh, max damage. That's 23 damage to Brinby from these two attacks. Um, he does not like that. And then a short sword attack back at Brinby, and that will be um, a 19 to hit. That will also hit. And Brinby is going to take another five damage. Ooh, Brinby got rocked. 28 damage that round. And that is it. We are now going to deal with the crowd. Uh, we're going to do a morale check considering that three uh, people have been uh, slain right off the bat. They rolled a 17 kind of for their morale. The crowd is still surging and really ticked off now. Uh, we're going to see how many attacks they are going to get. Okay, it looks like they start getting in the way and they are not dealing damage necessarily, but they are uh, causing some commotion and we will say, I'm going to roll a D4. And see, so now two of the bailiffs, we'll say um, these two, are kind of interacting with the crowd. The crowd's kind of getting in their way and keeping them from progressing into the combat this next turn. Okay, Hebo's turn. Hebo has a, uh, he's going to attack at this heavily armored bailiff that is right in front of him that uh, Ebby has hexed. And that is going to be an 18 to hit. That will, no, that's going to be a 17 to hit. That will not hit. But his second attack, 
um, is even worse. Uh, so a nine to hit. So Hebo is uh, battling back and forth with this heavily armored bailiff. Nari, we're gonna go back up to the second floor and see what you are going to do. Okay, um, I think Nari is going to attack the person who is straight in front of her. Bailiff Fern? Yes. The leader? Okay. Yeah, no, definitely. So the first hit is a 17. That will barely hit. Hell yeah. Uh, So that does 12 damage. Okay. And then the second hit, oh my god, is a 10 to hit, which does not do anything. That will miss. I think that's it for now. All right. Jumping back down to the first floor, Crumbles. What's Crumbles going to do, you good boy? So I, do you remember a guy on a buffalo? Remember that video on on YouTube? (laughs) One day the guy on a buffalo. I love that one. So I'm picturing Crumbles like trampling around. (laughs) Got straight up mauled by a cougar? Yeah. I'm I'm picturing Crumbles like trampling around this bar, just like in the finale of the guy on the buffalo, like (laughs) knocking over the stove and all that stuff. Just completely out of control. Uh, but Crumbles is going to go ahead and take an attack on this tattooed bailiff to see if we can't get rid of him. Okay. That's a 22 to hit. Yes. For nine damage. That is enough. This bailiff goes down. All right. With the Galaton horn stuck in his face. <laughs> yeah. Nice. And then, so Crumbles then can, uh, again, just thrashing around the room is going to uh, kind of come up to the north, jump over the rails, and and engage these two other bailiffs that are coming up um, on the north gotcha. side. Kind of get in the way so that they have to they have to go around Crumbles to get to you. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Nice, good boy. He is going to. So it's it's Brioc's turn. He is going to um, move uh, up and stand over the dead bailiff that uh, crumbles just knocked down and he's going to face uh, face these other uh, these other bailiffs that have been uh, harassing pine as well as Brinby and he is going to yell out a lord's anger his voice cries out a little shout and they need to make uh, constitution saves difficulty 12 there are three of them that are getting caught up in this and we have a loner they all saved <laughs> but they're still going to take half damage um, and the half damage is going to be 2d8 damage each. So that's going to be a total of nine halved to four. So they each take four damage and they are not pushed. And it looks like um, that is the first damage that any of them have taken. <laughs> All right. Uh, and that will be uh, Briox's turn. And uh, then we are going to go to Brinby. Uh, Brinby has two targets to choose from. He's got a heavily armored one, and then he's got one of these ones with two swords. He is going to continue to try to hit the heavily armored uh, bailiff. Two attacks, plus six to each of these. He will miss with the first one with a 13, but he will hit with the second one with a 21. And with his maul, he is going to deal uh, nine uh, plus two, 11 uh, plus four, 15 damage with one strike of his maul. And you can hear him like snorting, almost like a bull, um, like an angry, angry bull. Um, and that brings us now to Ebby at the bottom of the initiative. Ooh, okay. Um, I think I'm going to do this. I mean, I want to keep attacking, but 
with the damage starting to fly around, I think what we do is we'll go ahead and use our bonus action to summon our unicorn totem uh. <laughs> and drop it kind of in the middle of the room, just over here near Crumbles. Okay. Then I will, with my action... Yeah, when I cast a spell with a range of touch, your familiar can deliver the spell as if it, it had cast the spell. Um, I think I think we're going to do that and use my... Um, use a, a second level spell slot and cast Erdos's touch on Pine via Amarok. Now, does that have to wait for Amarok's turn? It doesn't say that, at least. Um, it just says, finally, when you cast a spell with a range of touch, your fa- your familiar can deliver the spell as if it had cast the spell. Your familiar must be within 100 feet of you, and it must use its reaction to deliver the spell when you cast it. Okay, so Amarok does not, will use its reaction to cast the spell. Perfect. Yep. Um, so that's 12 healing to Pine, and then everybody in there will get healed for an additional five. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. Uh, Brinby likes that. <laughs> I'm still under half, but that feels a lot better. Good, good. Um, and that'll be it. That's all I can do. Well, uh, back up to the top of the initiative, Pine. You have got one of these uh, bailiffs right in front of you. Yeah, so Pine is actually going to send uh, Kenig's Estoc over to attack that guy. Uh, this is just one of the basic bailiffs, right? Yeah, the two the two sorted bailiffs. Yeah, the basic bitch bailiff. <laughs> uh, it's a twenty three to hit for seven force damage. Nice. Yeah, and then for my action, I'm actually going to uh, Pine is a little shaken. He had a really hard fight. Uh, the, the last fight nearly died. He's going to basically talk himself up for a little bit for about twenty points of healing for his action. Uh, let's make that thirty. <laughs> <laughs> Good idea. Good job, old man. You're you're doing it. I can do this. I still got it. <laughs> my pedal believes in me. And then, um, uh, yeah, that'll be my turn. Uh, that brings us now to Roos. Roos, back up on the second floor. Roos, you have got a dead bailiff in front of you, and you have this other one that is kneeling, waiting for the killing blow, but you also have this fresh um, kind of... Uh, angry, tough-looking bailiff that has just come and charged Nari. Oh, man. Okay. I'm gonna... I'm gonna strike at the one kneeling. I was gonna do something else, but we gotta whittle some of these guys down first. Good call. My first um, attack is a 23 to hit. That will hit, yeah. For six piercing, four necrotic, and 11 sneak attack for 21 damage. Um, As uh, she kneels down and presents her neck to you, you take her head. And the blade in your hand makes such quick and easy work of it. You know it shouldn't be that easy to do, but it just is. Yeah, and it, it feels really good. It kind of does. kind of does. Roos is going to step into the doorway, blocking the larger guy's path so that he can't get back into the room. Okay. And I am going to attack him with my offhand. Okay. So I got a 17 to hit on that one. That will hit. Nice. So I did eight piercing and one necrotic for nine damage. And as you stab him, he whips around with his greatsword and with advantage attacks back at you with his greatsword for oh, a natural 20. Ow. You're getting crit on, dude. Woo. That is going to be uh, not too bad. That's going to be 14 plus four. That's going to be 18 damage back at you as a reaction. 
Can I use a reaction on my turn? I think so. It's just burned up. You don't have anything then until your next turn. <sighs> yeah, he probably won't crit me again. Uh, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna have Squire uh, half that to nine damage. Those sound like famous last words. <laughs> he can't crit me again. That's like, that's like when you see um, the the quote from the man who got stabbed. What are you gonna do? Stab me? <laughs> I don't know. If Roos were gonna die, it would have been two episodes ago when he went into the room for Kira. Oh yeah, Ooh, that was intense. Okay, is that Roos's turn? That will be Roos's turn. Okay, we're gonna head back downstairs for a quick second, back to get Amarok. Amarok is uh, uh, Jordan. It's Amarok's turn, so he's up there by Pine. I'm gonna make this pretty easy. I'm just gonna have Amarok basically perpetually render the help action to Pine, so that way he can keep trying to give him advantage. That's gonna be way more effective than him trying to get a tiny hit on somebody. That makes it easy. Let's move back up to the second floor again, um, and it is now it is now Fern's turn. He has got two attacks, and he has got one attack coming at Nari and one attack coming at Roos. Nari, does a 23 hit you? Yes. Max damage, 16. Okay. Roos, does a 21 hit you? Yeah, that hits. Uh, That will be 12 damage. Okay, I can take it. Um, That brings us now to the heavily armored bailiffs. On the first floor, we've got one attacking at Brinby with two attacks and that will be one hit and that's gonna do some damage which oh that's big damage good thing he got healed oh golly he is hurting actually um (laughs) i'm looking at his hit points he's doing okay um the other one is going to move in oh no that one's distracted by the crowd this turn okay um oh but hebo has one that's attacking uh yep uh hebo is going to get attacked twice and one hit, and that will be uh, max damage. That's going to be uh, 15 damage to Hebo. How's Hebo looking? Hebo's looking okay. Looking okay. They're, he's not bloodied. Come on, little guy, you got this. <laughs> Brinby's taking a lot more damage um, uh, than Hebo has, but they both look like they're doing okay. Let's go back to the tattooed um, bailiffs. One of them is currently tied up with the crowd, but the other one um, that's still around is free to move and is going to move. Gosh, the only we got Ebby down there um, casting spells. This guy's going to try to get to Ebby. Let's see. One, two, three, four. He can't quite make it, but um, Ebby, he stops. He looks at you and uh, points his sword at you and you are now hexed by him. Oh, touche, my lord. <laughs> uh, just, uh, so just FYI as well, Hex does have a disadvantage on skill checks of a certain ability score. Oh, yes. So what what are, what are your two ability scores? So, Abby, what's the one you're doing and what's the one he's doing? Oh, uh, yeah, I guess I forgot about that. Um, I'm going to do Constitution for mine. Okay, and uh, he's going to do Wisdom on you. Um, all right, and then that brings us now to the um, the two sworded uh, bailiffs. We've got one attacking at uh, Pine once uh, for a 19 to hit. That will hit. Uh, that's going to be a four damage. That's ma- minimum damage. Once at Briok, that is going to be 24, and that is definitely going to hit. 
But Briok holds up his shield and says, A stalwart wall against the storm! Rhinox blessing! Um, and suddenly he has an extra plus five AC for one round. As he casts shield upon himself, and that attack misses. But then we're going to get a short sword attack back at uh, Pine, and that's not going to hit. Oh, I'm beginning to think that this guy's actually a wizard. <laughs> <laughs> he is a... He is, um, He's a monster from one of the one of the manuals. I've just read and reflavored him. So um, he's not, sorry, he's not a monster. He is he is a creature from uh, one of the manuals. But um, he is a a humanoid uh, monster. If you can figure out what the character template is that I'm using, then my hats off to you. All right, the other one is going to be attacking at Brinby again. Uh, Brinby gets attacked twice with the long sword and it misses, but once with the short sword and it also misses. And then we have the two that are going to attack Crumbles. All right, Crumbles is getting a couple of attacks coming his way. Uh, two longsword attacks. Um, a 21, does that hit? A 21 will hit, yeah. For four damage. Okay. Uh, followed up with a short sword attack. Uh, and that's a 12, does that hit? That does hit as well. Okay. And that will be eight damage. Oof. And the other one is going to now attack Longsword first two attacks with the longsword um we have a 12 and we have a 16 both will hit okay and that is going to be that's going to be a total of uh 18 damage <sighs> cloud of uh sparkly cloud <laughs> cloud of sparkly cloud turns into glitter <laughs> and then he's gonna move up with his last with his movement and his last attack with a short sword he's gonna come stabbing at you pine and that's gonna miss with a 10 Okay. All right. The crowd has distracted two of these uh, bailiffs. We're going to see how well that is going. Oh, the crowd is doing great. As a matter of fact, let's see just how great. Um, the crowd has pulled two bailiffs um, kind of out of the melee that you guys are dealing with. And um, as the battle goes on, these two bailiffs are not only subdued, but they are bludgeoned to death. They are no longer in the fight. Nice. Yay. Um, so the crowd seems to be doing really, really well um, at this point. They are getting really riled up. And if, if you thought that the Kagari was loud on a good night when, you know, there's some good entertainment, it is incredibly loud right now. And Hebo is feeling some of that energy and he is going to go after um, this uh this woman that has been hexed by Ebby again, two swings, two hits, and that is going to be, uh, I believe, 2d6 plus 2d8 plus 6. That's going to be uh, 11 plus 6, total of 17 damage to this to this bailiff. So Hebo has been going back and forth with this uh, heavily armored bailiff and finally manages to bring her down with two um you know, deafening blows from the priest of Iramil's mace. Nari, we are finally back up to you on the second floor. Let me see. What are you going to do? Um, I am just going to keep hitting at this uh, leader in front of me. Okay. Uh, my first hit is going to be a 19 to hit. That will hit, yeah. Uh, for 16 damage, and then I'm just going to use that Axe of the Adjudicator again for that hit and make him do a DC 13 Wisdom. 
Okay, he um, gets to roll with advantage with his magic resistance, and he rolled um, a 12 and a 13 naturally, so he resists. Cool, cool. Well, I just rolled a nat 20, so um, <laughs> get, get ready, ready, erect, son. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> Nari nat 20. Oh, my gosh. That's the second one this episode. And so that was a 17 damage. And then I am going to, with that, I'm going to make a disarming attack. And so he needs to make a DC 15 throw to not lose his weapon. Okay. Well, he managed to make it with a natural 16. So an extra six damage to that. You rolled a three for that? Yes. Perfect. Oh man, good round for you. Yeah, um, uh, Fern is not looking great. Um, he is uh, not, you know, dying, uh, but he has definitely been hit. Anything else that Nari would like to do this turn? Nope, that's it. Uh, we're going to go back down to the first floor and back to Briok, the lightning swordsman. He is going to um, do the same thing again, and he is going to uh, call out a lord's anger. His voice cries out, a little shout. And then there's a deafening boom as thunder uh, explodes out from him. And we have constitution saves being made. And oh, this time they all failed. So they are going to take 2d8 damage each, which is four and uh, six. So 10 damage. And they are all pushed back 10 feet. So one, two into a table, one, two out of reach and one, two. All right. Briok managed to push um, aside uh, three of the bailiffs that were uh, harassing him and Pine as well as Brinby. Uh, and that now will bring us to Brinby. Brinby, after having uh, the person he was fighting pushed out of out of his range, he whips around and he's going to go after this last tattooed bailiff, the one who had just hexed Ebby at the end of last turn. And he is going to attack once and only get a 13 that's going to miss and he's going to attack again and get a 17 and that is going to no that's a 16 and that will hit yes and brinby is going to do a total of 18 damage with one hit on this tattooed bailiff nice very good for brinby and now ebby you are up okay cool I will use my bonus action to move that hex from the now dead, um, heavily armored uh, bailiff and move it to the one that hexed me. Okay, perfect. Now it's the battle of the hexed, I guess. And I'll go ahead and have some attacks with the mana cannon okay. on that on that guy. So a 19 to hit. That'll hit. Seven force damage and uh, six uh, necrotic damage. Okay. And then my next attack, only a seven to hit. That will miss. Okay. And that's it. No bonus actions or anything this turn? I uh, used my bonus action to move Hex. Oh, to move the Hex. That's right. That's right. Okay. Pine, it is your turn again. There is one uh, Bailiff currently threatening you. He is the one that delivered the killing blow to Crumbles and then came and stabbed at you with his short sword. Well, Pine, first things first, Pine will look over seeing Brinby now um, and seeing this tattooed uh, bailiff threatening Ebby and remembering how hard they can hit. He will send Kenneg's Estoc to help out with against that um, that bailiff. So the 
first attack with Kenny's desktop talk will be a 16 to hit. That will, yes, barely hit. For eight damage. Nice. And then um, Pine will say, and he'll yell out, Tiny, Hebo, it's great to see you, and turn and attack at the uh, the bailiff that's threatening him currently. With advantage, too. Uh, so it's an 18 to hit for the first one. That will, yes, that will hit. Uh, for only eight slashing damage. Okay, and that's the first damage this guy has taken. Okay, yeah, and then I'll do my second attack. Okay. Uh, it's only a 14 to hit. That won't get past his splint. <sighs> With advantage. Yeah, so then the end of my my turn, I'm just going to shift. I'm stay, staying in combat with him, but just kind of shift back, shift down. So I'm, I'm better positioned to help out with uh, once this guy goes down. Okay, let's go back up to the second floor uh, where Roos is fighting uh, with Fern. Um, Roos and Nari are uh, are fighting this uh, really angry dude. Yeah, so Roos is going to keep attacking. He's going to strike out with Laramie's saber. Uh, 20 to hit. That will hit. For 10 piercing, 2 necrotic, 9 sneak nine sneak for 21 damage. Okay, and then the greatsword comes whipping back at you again. Uh, this time for a 21 to hit. Yeah, that hits. And you are going to take a total of uh, 12 damage. Ouch. Shoot. I'm, I'm getting hurt. Are you still standing? I'm still standing. Okay. I could have minimized that one, but I'm going to... I'm going to risk it. I'm going to strike at him again with my offhand. Okay. For a, another 20 to hit. That will hit. This one does six piercing, four necrotic for 10 damage. Okay. This guy is looking very, very rough. And I'm going to say, you don't have to die if you call your men off. Because I, I don't know what's happening downstairs, but. Uh, make a persuasion check or intimidation. A 13 intimidation. Okay. Oh, I forgot to say, this is the dude. I didn't even describe this. Remember I described all the different bailiffs that you were seeing in town. This is the guy that has the tower literally like stamped into his skull. Oh, man. (laughs) So he's super intimidated by Roos's words. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yes. This is like the true believer. You're 13 intimidation. Yeah, this guy, this guy seems like he's like snarling and angry and like frothing at the mouth almost. Nari turns to Roos and is like, nah, dog, we gotta get this guy. <laughs> I was probably gonna kill him anyway. <laughs> well, um, Amarok is gonna continue doing the help action. Is that your plan, uh, Jordan? Yep, that's right. Okay, perfect. Well, it's now um, it's now Fern's turn. Um, Roos, you have two, well, you have one attack coming at you first. One attack, uh, a natural one. Oh. That's fantastic. Okay, uh, a second attack coming your way. (sighs) Only a 13. That will also miss. Okay. It's okay, Fern. I understand your pain. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, sometimes when you're about to die, you're just not as good at hitting things. Don't worry about it. Ooh, sick burn. I think Rolf struggled too right before he died. Oh, do you say that? (laughs) Uh... Oh, yeah, we do. Yeah, we've got two turns before he goes. Yeah, I do say that. Yeah, we're throwing insults. Okay, all right. Okay, uh, we're back down to uh, the first floor. It is now the heavily armored bailiff's turn. There is only one still standing, um, and she just got rocked by that thunder wave. Uh, But she's going to rush in and go uh, go head-to-head with uh, Brinby and Hebo. One attack at Brinby and one attack at Hebo, and they both miss. Okay, and now that brings us to the tattooed bailiffs. 
I believe there's only one of those standing as well. It is the one who has hexed Ebby. Um, he is going to, not the smartest, but make a step out um, towards Ebby, uh, which means that he leaves Brinby's threat range, where Brinby will whip around with his uh, maul real quick, trying to hit him but miss. And he, this tattooed bailiff is going to lash out at Ebby twice. Ebby, do you have all your hit points? I sure do. Okay. Well, then he does not get advantage on these attacks. But how about a 20 or a 17? Oof. Uh, the 20 would do it. You are going to get attacked. And Hex adds on extra damage, right? Is that how it works? Yeah, D6. Yeah. A D6 of damage. So one, he, you take four of the Hex damage, and then you are going to take an additional nine damage. So that's not too bad. 13 damage. Bring it on, chump. Is there no fire damage on this one, too? Oh, thank you. Yes. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) And fire damage. Thank you so much. And another six fire damage. Yes, I forgot. Yes, his sword is on fire. Just wanted to keep everybody honest. Yes, I appreciate that. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much. I am so sorry, Jordan. (laughs) Pine, you're so helpful. That wasn't Pine. Pine knows when to close his mouth. That was Matt. (laughs) Teacher, you forgot to give us our homework for our long three-day weekend. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And that brings us now to these these two-sworded... these two sword wielding uh, bailiffs. Okay, we've got the one is going to jump down in between Pine and Briok, and he's going to split his attacks. One against Pine, and that's going to be, oh, that's a crit. Except that Pine's Menorese officer's coat armor is immune to critical hits. Oh, that's right. I forgot. Okay, well, that's only going to be a normal hit then. That is going to be only for four damage, minimum damage. Okay. Nice. Um, Attack against uh, Briok is going to be a 19, which is not enough even with shield. Um, Briok is wearing plate armor and he's got a shield. His AC is 20 to start with and he can cast shield. Um, He is a tank. And then a short sword attack is coming back at Pine. Uh, That is a 23 to hit. That will hit and dealing um, eight damage. Okay. Okay, the other uh, dual-wielding bailiff is going to come rushing in again at... uh, Actually, he's going to rush in towards Brinby because uh, Brinby and Hebo are looking like they are taking out the bailiffs that they've been attacking. Brinby's getting two attacks at him with the longsword. 16 is not going to do it. And then one attack with a short sword and a 10 is not... Or a 9 is not going to do it. Okay, then we've got (laughs) two more. Man, we've got a lot of guys in here. Um, One's coming at Hebo. And one's coming at Pine. Okay, Hebo is getting attacked twice with a longsword. He gets hit once for uh, nine damage. And then with a short sword, he gets hit again for four damage. So a total of 13 damage to Hebo. And Hebo is looking bloodied. Okay, and then the other one is coming back at Pine. Pine, two attacks at you with a longsword. We have a 23 and a 21. They're both going to hit you. Both will hit, yep. Okay, and we have got a total of 13 damage. Okay, I can I can handle these guys' damage so far. And the short sword is going to come at you again, and that is going to be a, an 11 to hit, which is going to miss. And we are back to the crowd. Okay, the crowd is going to be energized by what they have done uh, recently, and we're going to see how well they do. Okay, they are still getting in the way and uh, causing some commotion. 
and they are going to drag off one guy um, away from the fight, and we'll say it is um, this one guy who uh, just attacked at Brinby. He is now being uh, distracted by the crowd. We're going to Hebo. Hebo has two guys that can threaten him. One is the heavily armored bailiff. The other one is one of these dual wielding uh, bailiffs who's gonna attack once at each, and he's gonna hit the dual wielding bailiff uh, for a total of nine plus three, 12 damage. Okay, now that long string of me talking is over, and we are going to go back up to the second floor and deal with Nari. All right, Nari is going to continue attacking um, this leader for a 21 to hit. That will hit. And nine damage. Nari, why don't you tell me what happens as you deliver this blow? Nari was not necessarily expecting to kill this person, but she just swings in with her axe and cleanly cuts his chest from his body. Nice. So he flops over into two pieces. Hell yeah. Well, I was going to say, did you just like sliced off his pecs and so now you got some breast meat you can just cook up? (laughs) 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 No, like completely through. Like she came for the chest and she just sliced it through. Nice. All right. So he drops in front of you. You have movement, action, reaction. You have Angus tied up in this uh, Ember's room. And as you are... um, as you are up here in the hallway, you can actually hear quite a commotion going on downstairs. Yeah, so Nari will bust into the room and untie Angus, or I'm assuming he's tied up. Um, yeah, it's not really tied, it's chains, but they're not locked, but he can't reach him because he's manacled to the wall, um, so he can't undo them. Are they fur-covered handcuffs? <laughs> they're not fur-covered. <laughs> they're not fur-covered, but they should be. Uh, Nari will not judge and will just help Angus out of his restraints. Perfect. <laughs> And say, Angus, my friend, it it appears like the keggery is under attack. We gotta save my bar. (laughs) Okay, let's jump back downstairs um, to the last bits of the fight downstairs. It is also, looks like it's winding down as well. We have Briok. Um, Briok is going to attack at the bailiff in front of him, and that's gonna miss, but... We are going to go to Brinby. Brinby is going to wail on this heavily armored bailiff and a couple of times and hit once, dealing some big damage. Uh, that's going to be 13 plus four. That's going to be 17 damage. And this heavily armored bailiff is hurting. Ebby, you are toe-to-toe with this tattooed bailiff who has counter-hexed you. Right. Well... Toe to toe, but not for long, sucker. Um, I'm going to go ahead and use uh, one of my packed slots to do a bonus action Misty Step. Okay. Oh, nice. I still want to be kind of in in this place so I can still heal and do stuff. So let's go. Yeah, we're going to kind of teleport over over just north of Briok. Sure. And head that way. Upon reappearing from the Misty Step, I'll turn around and blast the tattooed bailiff with mana cannon a couple times. Okay. Uh, Nat 20. 25 to hit. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Double this damage. All right. So 
uh, six force damage and only one necrotic damage. So seven and then doubled for crit for 14 damage. Okay. And then another attack, which is only a nine to hit. And that will miss. Okay. Is that your second crit this fight? It is. That's never happened to me. Didn't Sabrina also crit twice this fight? She, she did. It's Nari Nat 20. What did you expect? <laughs> That's true. All right, you guys. So just to kind of recap what's going on here in the bottom floor of the Kagri, we only have like five of these bailiffs left and they are all been taken a beating. Um, we have back up to the top of the initiative. Pine, it is your turn. You have two bailiffs, one on either side of you um, that have been threatening and stabbing at you. Um, and they both have also taken some damage. Okay, well, Pine is going to direct his first attack at the, the one to the north. Okay. Uh, and that will be a 14 to hit with advantage. That will miss. And the second one will be a 23 to hit with advantage. Okay, so that one will take 10 damage. And uh, I will say, unleash with precision, Swordmaster's Fury. Uh, 2d8 damage. <laughs> So that's another 14 on top of that. So that's 24 damage. That's a good hit. There you go. Nice. About time. And then uh, Kenig's S-Talk is going to take another strike at the Tattooed Bailiff. Okay. And that will be uh, 15 to hit. Oh, barely misses. Barely misses. All right. Roos, up on the second floor, what are you doing? Man, I have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) You can hear that you can hear a battle going on down below. Why don't you make your wisdom save? Roll the 16. And what's the difficulty you have to beat? DC 16. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Roos, it's okay. We 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 won. I know. I know. I just I I just get in the heat of the moment. I kind of lose myself, but I'm feeling better. I'm going to head downstairs. Okay, but you've got uh, you've got your move action and and your uh, bonus action, so I think you can get ninety feet, which I think that'll get you to the that'll get you to the stairs. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So Roos will just kind of dart out of the room and and head to the top of the stairs. Perfect. Very good. Um, now uh, Amarok is going to continue doing the help action. We've got one lonely, um, heavily armored uh, bailiff. I'm going to see uh, what what her morale is, how her morale is doing. The heavily armored bailiff is going to take the disengage action and move back 30 feet um, towards the kind of the back of the bar, um, trying to make a run for the um, for the exit out the back. Um, and when the other bailiffs, uh, when they see um, her start to make her move, um, they start to make their move as well. Um, one of them is going to. Um, strike out at Hebo before he backs away. Uh, two longsword attacks. Uh, one is going to hit Hebo, dealing a total of uh, 11 damage to Hebo, which is actually hurting Hebo quite a bit. He's hurting. Uh, and a short sword attack back at Hebo as well. For a, That's a miss. And then he's going to turn around and, and dart after this heavily armored um, bailiff. But Hebo is going to slash back with a reaction and miss as well. Um, and then the one that has been um, harassing Pine is going to um, disengage and move back as well. And the one that has been harassing Pine as well as Briok, um, he is going to, oh, he's got a harder time. He's got to get over a banister. Um, he is going to disengage as well. That's less movement. Okay. They're all starting to move towards the back 
of the bar, except for the one that has been pinned down by the uh, by the crowd. Let's see what the crowd does to him. I think that will probably do it. Yes. Tears him apart limb from limb. (laughs) (laughs) They basically do. The crowd manages to bring down another one of these bailiffs. And so now in the common room, we have four bailiffs left. They are all, uh, they've all taken the disengage action. They are all moving towards the back door. There's still that one laugh left. Yeah, the tattooed one. Except for the tattooed one. Um, And you guys get the impression that the tattooed bailiffs are a little bit more... um, What's the word I'm looking for? They are true believers. And this tattoo... Zealous. They are zealous, 100%. And he rushes towards Ebi. It's too bad that uh, Hebo already got his uh, reaction attack because now he doesn't get to make an, uh, an attack of opportunity against this tattooed bailiff. But... Ebby, you've got two attacks coming at you. Have you taken damage? I have now, yeah. Okay. We've got two attacks, both with advantage. First attack is going to be only a 15. That does not hit. The second attack is only a 13. Come on! Yes! <laughs> ah, okay. Um, but he looks at you, Ebby, and he says, You have been judged! And that is that. He just says that. Nothing actually happens. <laughs> <laughs> Hebo is going to uh, kind of uh, chase the bailiffs out, um, and it is now Nari's turn. Nari, you are upstairs in the room with Angus. You have just unhooked his hands. Uh, you can, you know, um, make a check, either medicine or perception or whatever, to see kind of how he's doing. But Angus is is uh, he's now freed, um, and he's here in Ember's old room. Okay, so I rolled a 21 on perception. It looks like about the only thing that um, physically has been done to him is that his hands, his wrists are a little bit chafed from being in those manacles. Great, I'm going to shove my extra axe into his hand and say, come on, Angus, we got to go down and defend this bar. Um, And then I will run as far as I can downstairs. Okay, Uh, all right, very good. Angus following hot at your heels. Uh, Very good. Uh, it is Briok's turn. Briok is going to shout at the fleeing bailiffs, um, and he's going to yell, and don't come back to Tabory! And uh, he is going to move alongside Hebo, and he is not going to attack at them, but just kind of push them out the door. Uh, it looks like, at this point, the bailiffs are going to flee. Do you, the PCs, want to let the bailiffs leave? Pine will shout out, There's an adjudicator on the way. We can't let them rendezvous with her. Okay, in that case, then Briok instead, he's gonna take five steps uh, forward more, or five feet more, and he is going to do his last um, shout that he does, and he is going to yell out again. A Lord's anger, his voice cries out, a little shout, boom, this massive thunderclap, and they all have to make constitution saves. And it looks like two make it, one does not. We have got eight damage all around uh, to multiple people. Yeah, and the heavily armored bailiff drops. One of them is all, uh, one of the uh, the uh, remaining bailiffs is very, very badly injured. And then the other two are about looking like half health. Uh, and that brings us to Brinby. Brinby rushes forward, and with his two little nub horns, he is going to attempt to gore one of these guys. (laughs) 
dig into their flesh about three inches. <laughs> well, you know what? He gets advantage um, with this charge, and he actually didn't need it because his first roll was a natural 20. Hey, three inches is, is respectable, I've, I've heard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's what I've you heard, do heard... with the three inches. Exactly. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I mean, <laughs> horns, three inch horns, you know. Naturally. Oh my gosh. Uh, that's going to be, right off the bat, that's going to be 28 damage just without. That, that's 28 plus four. That's 32 damage with this crit from his horns. He literally, he doesn't need the three inches of horns because his head is so hard. <laughs> he hits the guy in the chest, his chest collapsed, and he flies back 10 feet, hits the bar, and is dead before he hits the ground. See, you can still roll a nat 20 with three inches. <laughs> oh. God damn right. Honestly, you don't even need three inches, oh apparently, my as Paul said. Oh my goodness, okay. <laughs> oh my gosh, we have a clean rating, right? Or we did. Um, <laughs> Evie, it's your turn. Oh goodness. Evie, you are toe to toe with this tattooed bailiff still. Oh goodness, let's... Uh... Let's do this. I'm going to drop the hex from him, and instead, he's wearing armor, right? He is wearing splint armor, yes. I'm going to cast heat metal on his splint armor. Oh, gosh. That is, oh, that's the worst spell ever to do <laughs> to metal armor. It's the worst. Now, he takes damage on your turn or on his turn? You cause the object to glow red hot. Any creature in physical contact with the object takes 2d8 fire damage when you cast when you cast the spell. Okay. Okay. Well, he's got disadvantage now on his ability checks, um, and he because he can't drop his armor. So go ahead and deal your 2d8 damage. Uh, eight fire damage. Eight fire damage. This guy all of a sudden starts to smell good. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Just like mm, delicious. You can see like his face grit, and he like starts to like shake as he's trying to get enough oomph to swing his sword at you again, and then he just falls down as he starts to bake in his armor. I love that Ebby doesn't eat, so it, like the first thing that's ever smelled tasty to him is the burning flesh of an enemy. <laughs> Ooh, mm, delicious. <laughs> oh boy, we should probably watch out for Ebby, you guys. <laughs> I had no idea. We need to nip this in the bud right away. <laughs> Um, we are back up to the top of the initiative. We have Pine. Um, it is your turn. There are two bailiffs left. They are trying to flee. You are trying to get them before they leave the kegery so they can't warn the adjudicator of what happened here. Yes, that is that's that is true. It's your it's your turn. <laughs> so Pine is actually going to go and stand basically right where the heavily armored uh, uh, not uh, bailiff fell and take my first attack at the the leading fleeing. Uh, Bailiff. Okay. And did Amarok still give me the help action, or was Amarok kind of going to help you out, Ebby? Oh, no, I was going to have Amarok keep trailing you to give the help action to you. Uh, that's a 25 to hit the, the first guy. That'll hit. Um, for eight damage, and let's just go ahead and... Unleash with precision, Swordmaster's Fury! Uh, for another 2d8. Uh, that's a 16, max damage. Whoa! That is awesome. I was going to say, do we want to kill him? Pine hasn't had the chance to kill anybody yet, so Pine was planning to um, not deliver lethal blows. Okay, man. Now, technically, that's a spell. 
Okay, well, we can flavor it. You deliver two thrusts and you slap him on the side of the head as he crumples to the ground in a pile. That is one bailiff that uh, is knocked out. The rest of the bailiffs are dead, except for this other one that I'm guessing you're going to attack right now. Yep. So um, with advantage, so that's uh, only a 14 to hit. Well, that will miss. Man, I am. Roos, you come down the stairs and you see carnage. Um, just dead bailiffs everywhere. Um, there is one that's still standing. You can see like the crowd is like still beating on some of these other bailiffs. It's pretty nasty. It reminds you of what happened um, at the hanging, um, you know, back with Bert, um, only even maybe even more disturbing. Um, but there is one bailiff that you can see still standing. People don't like it when their beer's interrupted. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> so, Roos, it's your turn. Roos is going to keep his swords sheathed, and he's going to run to that door and stand okay. in front of it and cross his arms. Squire is going to appear right in front of him and kind of cup his hands around Roos's mouth. And when Roos talks, it makes his voice, like, boom, really loud. Awesome. And uh, Roos says... Put down your weapons, and we might not kill you. Your leader is already dead upstairs. I'm going to make a wisdom save for this guy with a disadvantage because of everything that's going on. Uh, He is the last man standing. He rolled a 19 for his first roll. His second roll is a natural 20. You guys got a true believer. All right. Anything else you want to do? Is that your turn? That's my turn. Um, well, um, it is now his turn, and he is going to... He sees no way out of it. He's going to attack to the bitter end. Um, let's see. Pine, attacking at you with a longsword uh, for a 10. That's going to miss. Brinby's going to get attacked for a 15. That's going to miss. Short sword back at Pine for a 13, and he is going to now move around the bar. He gets to just about 10 feet from Roos, but he leaves Brinby and Pine's threat range. They both get attacks opportunity if they want to take them. So Pine rolled a 26 to hit. Nice. Uh, for nine slashing damage. And then my last spell slot. Unleash with precision, Swordmaster's Fury. For it was a level, it was a level two spell, so that's actually 3d8. Oh my gosh, you might do it. That's another 20 damage. Holy crap. So 29 damage (laughs) on that reaction. Uh, Again, non-lethal. I want to knock him out too. Okay. Um, As he leaves your threat range, Brinby like hefts his ball, ready to smash the guy's head in, and you, with your elegance and grace, zip in and pow, 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 slap, and you knock out a second bailiff, and the keggery has been liberated. Cue victory music! Awesome. Woo-hoo. And the blood had seeped into the floor, so we had to change them. We all got a chicken duck <laughs> woman thing waiting for us. <laughs> and or the floors are now colored. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yes, there you go. It's Totally fine. We've got some stain on here. It's all good. Angus, we painted your bar. Oh, my gosh. There is going to be no hiding this from anybody. All right, here's what's happening. You guys are standing here in the common room, common room of the bar, surrounded by multiple dead bailiffs. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, like 10 or 11, maybe 12 dead bailiffs, not counting the three that are upstairs. I think that's a total of like 16 that you took out in this battle. As, as the smoke kind of clears, um, Hebo 
kind of sits down, takes a big breath, pulls out a healing potion and downs it to get some health back. Brinby claps him on the shoulder and you hear him say something to the effect of, well, I think this should be a nice payday. And then uh, you see Briot kind of nod in, in agreement. Um, and he makes eye contact with you, Pine, this short, bearded, heavily armored man who you at one time fought, makes eye contact with you, Pine, and gives you the slightest nod. Angus, grab us a beer. <laughs> I think these uh, the bailiffs can pay for our drinks for the day. Yeah, Angus comes downstairs and he's like, what did you do to my bar? <laughs> we liberated it. Yay! <laughs> All right, guys, we're gonna end there for tonight. Oh my gosh, what a battle! There were like, I don't know how many different initiatives. There were like ten or twelve different initiatives. Man, what a fight! That was awesome. But you guys managed to fight off these bailiffs that had taken over the Kagery, freed Angus. You killed their leader, and um, you found out that um, somebody maybe a little bit more dangerous might be on their way. So. Great job today. Nobody went unconscious either. That was great. I came very close. So did I. I was pretty close. <laughs> <laughs> I think that, I think I was going to say, I knew that Roost did upstairs. I'm pretty sure he was pretty close to unconscious as well. Yeah, I had like 18 left. At one point, I was down to eight. Yeah. Yeah, well, that was intense, guys. Well, hey, thanks for a great session. Yeah, if you like what you heard today, then go ahead, leave us a rating and review. Tell your friends, you know, this is pretty exciting. Uh, it's been a lot of fun to play and a lot of fun to listen back to. Uh, we hope you guys uh, continue to follow us and uh, enjoy what we're doing. And until we see you next time, we hope you have a great time. <laughs>